Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. We have the opportunity to set our course for 2022. I don't know what 2022 brings. I'm not the sort of guy who lives into, you know, if you'd, you would say to me, what's your 10-year plan? I would say, listen, I'm just trying to survive January of 2022. That's what I want to do. And uh, have I got big goals and aspirations? My wife's a lot better at all of this than what I am. I mean, she's decided that she would paint the whole house and do all of this, and so she sets the tasks out, and off we go. We start the process going. And I'm a follower more than a leader with regards to that sort of thing. And so I'm happy for Mandy to sit the program. All I have to do is get in line with that program and do what I'm told, amen? <laughs> That's what happens. And I have to choose to do that with a good attitude. It's exactly the same with the presence of God. We can get so busy for God that we forget about who it is we're with. You know, I, whether I am successful in 2022 or not depends on only one thing how close I am to the Lord, how close I have chosen to be. I'm reminded of the story of Martha and Mary, where Martha's busy trying to host the Lord. She's trying to host the presence of God, Jesus himself. And so she says, you know what, I've got to cater. I've got to sort out things. I've got to get things in order. And she becomes very busy doing things even when the presence of God is right there. Jesus himself is in the home. Where's Mary? Sitting at his feet, enjoying his presence. New Year's Eve. Uh, see all the fireworks? We watched them on TV. But the thing that captivates me, or I'm really interested to see, is people who are at Circular Quay, at the point just in front of the Harbour Bridge, and they're watching the fireworks like this. They're looking at it through the phone, thinking that they can capture what is happening on their phone. My brother first pointed this out to me probably about eight years ago. And he said he was over at the Grand Canyon, and he had the same experience. He's saying, people were at the Grand Canyon doing this. We are so used to having this thing in front of our face, that sometimes we miss the bigger picture and the greater picture. Probably the best advice also came from my brother on my wedding day. He said, Ken, it's an important thing for you to do is to stop every now and then and take in the moment. Just, and, and I'll get all sooky if I do this, but I can do that. I remember when he first arrived, I can remember that moment. I can picture myself in that position. I can sense the smells and the things that I, I can remember standing right here with Mandy. And I can remember the feelings that were going. I can remember greeting people on the way out and just feeling that overwhelming sense of joy. And it wasn't recorded on here. It was recorded in here and in here. And that's our reminder this morning that his presence... We shouldn't be in the kitchen. <laughs> we should be at his feet. 
See, God's not necessary. I mean, we should be doing things for God. God prepared good works in advance for us to do. No question about it. When our life is centred around Christ, then things that we are doing are important. But they are not as important as the presence of God. Because we can do things without him. We can get busy without him. And he says, yeah, sure, Martha's busy, but who's done the right thing? It was Mary. Now, Martha got all upset with Mary, saying, but I'm in the kitchen, I'm working hard. I've done this, I've done that, I've done something else. And he says, yes, but you've neglected the greater thing. I'm here for a moment. I'm here for a time. We don't want to miss the presence of God, nor do we want to take it for granted. God is everywhere. But unless we take the moment to put the phone down and say, I'm going to acknowledge his presence today, and I'm not going to live by fear. See, the enemy wants us to live in fear. You cannot get rid of fear except by through faith. Fear is an all-encompassing thing. Have you ever thought you've been broken into of a night and you hear a sound? Suddenly everything's magnified. You hear the sound and you think the dogs are start to bark out the back and you think, oh, this is it for sure. We were actually broken into at Christmas time one year. We have an alarm system. We didn't put the alarm system on. Never needed to, really. And then one morning, I, after Christmas, like two days after Christmas, 28th, 29th, something like that, and uh, I came downstairs into the office and I thought, hang on, my computer's not here. I went, oh, that's strange. And then I thought... Oh, I went back upstairs, had a look upstairs. No, I didn't leave it upstairs anywhere. And I thought, oh, I thought Mandy, I think, was in the shower or something. And I said, honey, did you move my computer? Not that she would, but did you put my computer somewhere? She said, no. And then I went, oh, well, maybe I left it in the car. So I went back downstairs, opened the garage door, no car. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> garage door was open, there was no car. There were no wedding rings. There was no DSs that the, that the, that the kids had got for Christmas. Um, there was heaps of things just missing, including the car. I'm thinking, hang on, this is crazy. And so it dawned upon me, we've been broken into. We've been stolen from. And uh, it was a weird sensation. And so I went back into the house, looked around a bit more and realised, hang on, this is not good. And I thought, you know what, what can I be thankful about? I can be thankful <laughs> that I didn't wake up, because I can tell you if I had caught those guys or, or girls downstairs, there would have been major damage done. No, no. I didn't wake up. Nobody, we were all upstairs asleep, but they didn't do any damage. They didn't do any vandalism. Literally, they came in, took the stuff and left. They probably did it in a heartbeat. And I realised that. And I thought, you know what, the first thing we should do is gather the family. So I gathered the family together in the lounge room and we thanked God that nobody was injured and that they didn't do any damage. Now, uh, AAMI were fantastic. I'm not an advocate for AAMI. However, they just, everything was returned. Things were returned. And the temptation was to get all worked up and anxious about that. But in the midst of that anxious moment, we need to put God first. And when you do that, then it sets the course for the rest of the time. <coughs> Funny story is, after that, we started to put the alarm on. 
We thought, hang on, we've got an alarm system, we'll use it. So we put it on and I, uh, I was sleeping with a baseball bat. I don't know what I'd ever do with it, but I was sleeping with a baseball bat next to the bed. I thought, if someone breaks into this house, mate, I'm going to be... And so uh, that's what I did. Anyhow, one night at like 2 a.m., woo, 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 the alarms go off and I'm going, what the heck? And I'm out of a blaze and I get up and I grab the bat and then I start to head towards the upstairs, you know, the stairs. So we got a little landing area and then we go down here and then down the stairs to the front of the house. I'm coming out, I'm still bleary-eyed. I'm thinking, I'm going to get this, this is not good. As I came down around the corner, here comes my son Jordan, about 11 years old, 12 years old at the time, levitating up the stairs. I've never seen anybody scale stairs so fast in my life. It was like, you know... Uh, Fred Flintstone or Barney Rubble, you know when their legs start to go like this? Straight up the stairs. I'm going, what's this? He flees into his bedroom. I go downstairs thinking, what? So the alarm's still going off. I'm, I'm walking downstairs. I head into the kitchen. I'm thinking, is there anybody around? As I walk into the kitchen, I see what had happened. Freezer door was open. Spoon was in the ice cream. Jordan had decided, and he'd probably been doing it for many, many years, to have a snack. But now the alarm was on. The funny thing is, because he was a little bit afraid, he thought somebody was breaking into the house as well. So fear does an incredible thing to us. It magnifies situations that don't need to be magnified. But faith calms the situation. And that's why faith is paramount to us. That's why putting our trust in God is paramount. That's why sitting at Jesus' feet on a Sunday morning in church is an important thing for us to do. It calms the farm. It calms the heart. It sets our course. Because faith casts out fear. Faith is the only thing that overcomes fear. Psalm 91. Greetings from Pastor Dan and Ali Warren, our lead pastors. I'm not here with us today, but Dan asked me, he said, can you preach on Psalm 91? So let's go to that together. Psalm 91 verse 1. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Two words there, Most High and Almighty. We are talking about the Supreme God, the greatest being ever. There is no one more powerful than our Lord. There's no one greater than our Lord. He is El Shaddai. He is our all-sufficient God. He is all-powerful. There is no one greater. And it's saying here, whoever dwells in the shelter of him will rest. Will rest. Woo! What did Jesus say? Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light, and you will rest. It is a tumultuous thing to have to worry. Worry doesn't add a jot to your life. It just consumes your energy. But to rest is to trust in God. Verse 3. Oh, verse 2. I will say of the Lord. Everybody say, I will say. Everybody say, I will say. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. Now, those are important me words. Now, it's not about me. It's about what I'm doing. 
It's about him. But it's personalised. It's not just a God. It is the God. But it's not just the God and the most powerful God. It is my God, the one I choose to put my faith in. So I will say of the Lord, and I'm speaking. Faith speaks. Faith is not silent. If you have faith, then you speak. Corinthians tells us that. The enemy has blinded the hearts and minds of believers, but it is by faith that we believe. It is with our mouth that we confess. And so we must say, God is my God. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my helper. Why do we have to say it? Because in the absence of what we say, the enemy runs rife. Uh, ever, ever thought to yourself, I don't know what I think about something? And suddenly, boom, all of these opinions come your way. News is no longer news. News <coughs> is opinion. And so many different opinions. And conflict sells news. So they get varying opinions. <coughs> so eventually people go, I don't know what I'm thinking. But we choose. We say, God... I put my trust in you. <clears throat> Verse 3, Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. <clears throat> he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Excuse me. <clears throat> you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence. <coughs> Struggling here. <clears throat> that stalks in the... I should have had a drink of water, to be honest, probably five minutes ago. So it's really dry now. <clears throat> A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, look at this promise, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. Who's living in a tent right now? Let's just say house, are you? <coughs> For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. We're not talking about little flap, flap angels with, you know, harps sitting on clouds. We're talking about mighty angels, strong to deliver, strong to lay up, mighty angels, strong angels, delivering angels. Gabriel, whoo, Michael, the archangel, all the mighty. He will command his angels concerning you. Wow. How good's that? To guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Ever kicked your flippin' toe <clears throat> on the edge of the bed or something like that? Oh, if something can cause you to be ungodly, that's it, isn't it? Just that little click right there. Cause it, and you go, ah! And sometimes you say things you shouldn't say. Sometimes you do things you shouldn't do. 
Sometimes you kick it again, kick you again, and then you hurt yourself again. You're just limping around, going, ah, but the angels will protect you from doing that. Amen. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, and you will trample the great lion and the serpent. <clears throat> have you seen that meme of the, have you seen that video clip of the old guy that's walking out of the, some place, and there's this brown snake coming near him? He's old, and he's shuffling, there's all these birds trying to get the snake, and he just walks out of one area, it's like a courtyard thing across the other, and he's shuffling along, I mean, this is an old guy, and the snake bears up, so he just kicks it, like this, and then he keeps walking, and then the snake rears up like this, so he kicks it again in the head, and just keeps walking. I mean, he had protection around about him, amen, brown snakes can kill you, but he didn't fear he had his destination set, and off he went. Go and have a look at it. You'll enjoy it. I hate snakes, so I wouldn't be kicking any snakes. I can tell you that now. Verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, and I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will. Everybody say, I will. Answer him. I will answer him, is that verse, verse 15. I will be with him. How good's that? I will deliver him. I will honour him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Look at those benefits there. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yeah? Verse 9. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you and no disaster will come near your tent. And finally, <clears throat> verse 15, this is God's promise. He will call on me, I will answer. Everybody say, I will answer. I will be with him. Say that. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life, I will satisfy him. So let's make it personal. God will. Ready? So we're going to say this now. I say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Okay, let's do that together. I say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I will call on him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble he will deliver me. He will honour me. With long life, he will satisfy me. And he will show me his salvation. Ooh, that's personal, isn't it? That's why John 3.16 also needs to be personalised. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God so loved Ken that he gave Ken his only son, that if I can believe in him, I shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. <coughs> That's the word of the Lord. Let's stand together. Amen. <coughs> Let's have the worship team come back.
I'm not living by fear. I'm living by faith. And where is my faith? My faith is in him. You might come to the end of 2021 and the dawn of 2022 is upon us. And you may say, I've got no idea, Ken, what 2022 is going to look like. Some of you may be saying, I don't know what my family is doing. I don't know know what my workplace is doing. There's a lot of unknowns. Who's got a lot of unknowns happening? There are things that are unknown. But the one who holds the things is not unknown to us. Amen. He holds the future, our future, in His hand. If we know Him, if we sit at His feet, And there's a confidence on the inside of us. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to bring it to completion. God began something in you when you first put your faith in him. That was a great day, wasn't it? Who can remember the day of their salvation? Who can remember the moment you first put your faith in Him? What a glorious day. What a freeing day. What a day where you go, oh, the cares and the worries of this world have been lifted off my shoulder. My perspective has changed. I now not live for earthly things. I live for a greater cause. And whether my parents, my children, my grandchildren, my workmates or anybody else around loves me or loves me not, I can get the daisy and I can pick it to my heart's consent. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, doesn't matter. Because I know that he loves me, amen. And there's an assuredness that comes to us when we apply Psalm 91 to our lives. He is my God and my trust. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.